What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fan Club Pod. This week we are bringing you an exciting new interview with our new friend that we will talk about in a couple minutes. But uh, here with Lawson and Frizz, with Cuddy and Yelly behind the camera. What's going on, guys? It hasn't clicked in my mind yet that it's actually nice out here in Minnesota. It's crazy. I mean, it is April 12th. It should be nice out, but we it would kind of skip spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. No, it, it's uh, it's nice that it's making this running process a lot easier to get outside and just have more enjoy uh, enjoyable runs because we're training for a marathon now. Oh, yeah. So we're trying to pick up the cadence of our, our group runs and our individual runs. Going for my first uh, outdoor run tonight. Actually, oh boy. So. How, how far are you running? I'm going to go five miles. That's nice. going to be my farthest I've gone. So That's your record? That'll be my record, yeah. All right, good. well, you got... I just looked yesterday. We have... This is like 10 weeks until the race. 10 weeks. That's it? Today. Yeah. That is not that many. That's scary. Well, Dave went for 15 yesterday. Yeah, how's he feeling? He's still in bed. He was like... He was like put ice packs on his knees and stuff, and he was complaining and he's like i regret this oh, so bad but we'll see i haven't checked in on him today but last night he was hurting bad as he walked in Cuddy was on the couch eating chips <laughs> <laughs> did dave come over for a good drink he had a few good drinks and online and google he needed that <laughs> after 15 miles something to rest up but yeah loss how was the uh half marathon it was good um it was more painful than I thought it was going to be in terms of like the during the end of the 13th mile, it was kind of hurting pretty badly. And the day after I was pretty sore, but I think, I mean, if you got 10 weeks left to train, I think I'll be ready, but we got to, we got to start pushing the limits here. Yeah. A lot of uh, weekend long miles are going to be needed in the next 10 yeah. weeks or we will be screwed. I'm jealous, though, that you guys get to run in Central Park in New York. One of my goals. We're going to run right past the Woolman rink or the McDonald rink, it should be called now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But uh, what else? What else? What are we doing this week, Frizz? What are we doing tomorrow? I know this episode will be post-trip, and we'll get into the – we'll have a full episode recapping our beautiful trip to the city that we're going to. Well, tomorrow we're doing it in uh, THG fashion. Have a bright and early flight. What time is it again? Six forty. Oh yeah, the way, just the way we like it. So nice early wake up tomorrow. Get to the airport. Get that YouTube camera going, and it's time to work in the Big Apple. Yep, which is why these guys are going to be running in Central Park, and I won't be because I'm actually only going there for twenty four hours, and then I'm coming home. And that means these guys are going to be on their own without me for three days in New York. We're up for the task. We can't wait. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to uh, just watch from the distance. And uh, hopefully you guys have a blast. I was thinking this morning in the showers, like, we're going to come up with some really, really funny skits when <laughs> you're gone. Uh, you guys, you have full reign to do whatever you want. I don't care. We'll go around That'll New York. That'll be a test. Good test. Eat as much pizza as possible um yeah what else what else do you want to do in new york well it's supposed what to be like 80 plus degrees yeah we didn't even talk about why we're going we're going there but why going for the rangers game we finally after like they've been talking to us for over a year we finally were able to lock it in 
and uh, get a deal done with them. So it's going to be the last game of the season. They're playing the Leafs, so that'll be a great game. Uh, do a bunch of content with them, and then Friday we have an off day, and then Saturday it will be kind of there's like a it's called playoff the, promotion or yeah, something. Yeah, Palooza. They're going uh, to be helping promote the Rangers' playoff run. Um, should be a fun little fan fest on Saturday afternoon. Weather's supposed to be beautiful, which mm-hmm. would be really nice. We haven't been to New York where we can wear shorts yet. Yeah, we no. haven't been there with good weather. Mm-mm. It's been cold or raining, and uh, I don't know. Is the city supposed to supposed to smell worse in the mm-hmm. summer, though? I've been in August once, it, and it, <laughs> it stunk. Yeah, we haven't experienced that yet. <laughs> or I haven't, I haven't noticed that any of the times that we've went so far, but maybe that's because it was too cold. Yeah, rats, I mean, maybe, maybe rats will be out. Maybe because it's early spring, it won't smell as bad. You know, late August kind of can gather up and everything, but uh, we'll give you a stink rating when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> we got the New York City and the perfect match for the guest today, too. Not New York, but New Jersey. Yeah, speaking of pizza and the East Coast and everything we love, who's our guest today, Frizz? We got the famous pizza guy from new jersey sally slices big personality has a huge splash on uh, social media recently the past couple years and uh, yeah we're really excited to get to know him more legendary on tiktok he has some amazing quotes that he lays over some audio while he's making pizza he has some awesome videos like greeting guests and he asked them um where they're from and no matter what they say like oh just right down the street and then he brings them behind the counter he goes do you want to do you want a corner or a side and then you always have to say corner corner's better i don't know why more crust. do you know why that is more crust no. i think that's just like a corner piece of a cake well a lot of people like the corner piece of a cake so same thing with a pie and i really hope that we uh, can try it oh, out. Pizza, pizza pie. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. Pie Anyways, yeah, he he has some great content. I'm I'm a big fan of him, so I'm excited to just hear his story today and how he built his brand. Yeah, well, that's enough of us chit chatting. We really hope you enjoyed the interview with Sally Slices. Take it away, Sally. Hello. What's up, my man? Morning. How are you doing? How are you? Great, man. I woke up early, went for a run, read my Bible, and we're doing great, man. Holy, good for you. That's amazing. It's a great start to the day. What a start to the day. You got to start with Jesus, brother. Number one. (laughs) How far are you running? Uh, I live in 10 acres, so I run through the woods. But I bring a bat with me just in case a varmint wants to fuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) So I bring a little, it's one of those little bats you get at the the minor league stadiums, those little wooden bats. Yeah. (laughs) But other than that, yeah, it's, it's a nice little nature run. Have you nice. ever been attacked by something out there? No, but one time there was a, a fox, and she had her little den, and I, it was right ne- in her neighbor's shed. And when I was running near it, I heard, like, maiden sounds. Oh. So there was a trail near the neighbor's shed. I, I, I didn't go that way because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want it to kill a fox. Because yeah. if that thing comes after me, I'm going to kill it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks yeah, for coming man. on. Of course, brother. I'm excited. Group of good guys, man. Yeah, we really appreciate it. I love that shirt, too. I think I need to get me one of those. I'm getting ready to go to work. This Heck is my work yeah, shirt. Yeah, I love it. And I'm wearing shorts today because it's going to be 82 degrees in Jersey. Yeah, same here. I think yeah. we're about yeah. to get 82. We yeah, got... you guys, 
I mean, the, the stadium might be cold, but you could rock shorts and a little sweater probably. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. This yeah, has man. been uh, – we've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Glad it finally worked out. And obviously, I didn't get to meet you last week. I'm Will, but uh, you talked to these nice other to guys. Nice to meet you. But, uh, yeah, super thankful. And we obviously – we've been following you for a while. We love your story. We love everything. And, yeah, we just really, really want to get to know you and get everyone else to know you even more on a personal level too. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So are you coming to us from New Jersey from – or you do you live on a yeah, farm from, then, or just a lot of land? So you... it's uh we we plant trees on it. Okay. I I lived in a, a neighborhood up until I was ten, and then my my family my dad built this house a beautiful house on a lot of property. So we we planted like pine trees. Nice. You know you got to beat those property taxes. You plant something on there, they cut it down a little bit. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, my dad was smart, but it's beautiful. That like every single window I look out of, I'm blessed because it's all trees and just. And it could be a lot worse. So every day, you know, I'm thankful for it, you know? Yeah. I have a feeling that you have some mean family dinners there. Some great oh, food bro, going insane. on. Insane. Every, and a lot of people that say Italians have Sunday dinner. Every single night, my dad and my mom is cooking up something amazing. <laughs> and the, the beauty of it is we make all the sauce. My dad will or I will before I leave the pizzeria because I work in the morning and my sister works at night. My sister manages it. She's a beast. So say I'm leaving at five and we're making like a clam sauce, you know, with, you know, rigatoni, whatever. I'll prep the sauce at the pizzeria, then bring it home. My dad will go to the supermarket, tomahawk steak. We'll do steak, pasta. It's the best. Jeez. (laughs) My dad's an insane, insane cook. Insane. That's something I'm very jealous about. My parents are fine cooks, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they're that level. I love them to death. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Listen, every culture has its as its as its food. My mom is American. She cooks the best chicken breast with corn rice, like and it's the perfect mix of both. It's not always Italian food, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, I'm blessed, man. You should put on a little cooking show. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> on a I was on Pizza Wars. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I lost. Nicole yeah. beat me. She had a better pizza than me. But it was fun. <laughs> that was the only cooking show I was on. That's amazing. Yeah, that kind of turns in. First thing I wanted to ask you was, how has your life been so different in the last few years since you started becoming a face on a camera? Um, were you ever into that before, or what got you into it? And how has the transition been in your personal life? I don't know if you loved the camera your whole life or not, but let's yeah. get into that. So I'll tell you one thing, then I'll tell you another thing. So how I'll tell you how I started doing it and how what it impacted me the most, how it did. So doing social media and becoming this per, this persona of a pizza guy in Jersey and get, getting a lot of followers quick, what I've been so blessed with is impacting people's lives. I don't care about the money. I don't care about any of that shit. When people come in and they say, you changed my life and or – I got DMs throughout the day. You, you really you really made my life easier. I was going through a breakup. I was going through a divorce. I was going through a loss of a family member. Like that, for me, is the best gift that I could have possibly gotten out of all of this. And I know it sounds cliche. A lot of these content creators, they say, oh, doing it for the people. For me, it, it sincerely is helping other people out. It has really impacted me. And it shaped me into being, in a sense, more humble because – I got it amazing and I, I'm blessed every single day that I can, you know, help these people out. But uh, that's been the biggest impact from social media. Um, 
how I started social media. About two years ago, we had a partner who wanted to open up a shop in Philly, in Bustleton. It's right near Kensington. Kensington's a bad area, but Bustleton's a, a decent area. And uh, I told my dad, let me partner 50-50 with this guy, or you know, 75-35, or 75-25, and let me go over there, whatever it is. Let me go over there, and uh, let me let me let me see if I could. I doubt it because I was about 22. I wanted to have my own pizzeria, so I went there, and I took a big chance. That I'm going to be honest with you guys, the pizzeria isn't hasn't been for me. I do it because I, I was brought into it. my family. My father came here when he was 16 from Sicily, and he's been opening up pizzerias since he's been here. So me and my sister were kind of accustomed to becoming part of it. You know what I mean? Gab, my my sister Gabriella is way more inclined to be to be a boss. Be, she really takes it serious and she loves it. So I went to Philly and, uh, you know, business was okay. I was there six days a week, 12 hours a day. We were closed on Sundays, but when it was football season, we were open on Sundays because a lot of business starting with football were closed on Mondays. <clears throat> so when it wasn't football, we were closed on Mondays. So I had one day off a week, which is completely on the opposite side of the uh, atmosphere for me because, you know, I work a lot, but like nonstop work, it was it was definitely a challenge for me. But I, I got through it and I started to like it. But I I didn't find any value of life. I would go there, I'd work, and if I had something to do on a Saturday night, my buddies were down the shore. I'd close the shop, go down the shore, and I had that one little day, you know. But I really was at this pizzeria slaving away, and I had no purpose. I feel like I had no value. So my whole life, my friends told me and. My mom, Sal, you should be in front of a camera. You should do the school play. I said, school play? So what am I? What am I, Sal? I'm not doing the school play. I'm stupid. I was a dumb kid. I should have did the school play. Late, Ten years later, I'm, I'm going to have my first short film May 20th. Like I was, you know, I, they saw something wow. I didn't see. I was just a punk kid, right? So I, uh, I started, I said, you know what? I'm going to throw a Hail Mary. I'm going to take out my phone and, and try and promote the business because we, we, we weren't really doing that great of business. It was, you know, we were struggling a little bit. So I got my phone out and I put my phone up on a Friday night when we had a rush and I'd make pizza, talk to the people. And little by little, I was like a four hour live. I don't, mm -hmm. four hour lives are unheard of now. I don't do that stuff anymore. I go live for about 30 minutes and that's it. But I went live for like four hours and I start getting all these people joining. I'm interacting with people and I'm seeing this person just followed it. And I had like, I peaked at probably 10 viewers, 15 viewers at the time. And I was like, wow, I really felt good about myself. You know, I, for once I embraced my insecurities of being in front of a camera and, you know, I'm helping out my business. So I kept doing it. And about two weeks into it, I hit the algorithm because of my consistency. I, I posted three times a day, every day at the same times. I went live at the same times. And I was honestly doing it, not even to hit the algorithm. I did it because it made me happy. It was the only outlet I had in such like a, a lonely place because I really had no life. Right. So I started doing it and all of a sudden I had a video pop off. It was this video I used to do of imitating Karen's that call the pizzeria instead of a comedy <laughs> skit, like how much they break your balls and you, you want to bash your head into the, to the computer. It got like a million likes overnight. And it was a video I posted two weeks prior and the algorithm took that video and popped it off. Wow. I jumped from like 10,000 followers to 45,000 overnight. I was like, Holy shit. Like, That's <laughs> awesome. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. I kept doing it. I hit 100,000 in about a month or two. I hit a little plateau. I started doing the quote videos that you guys probably are aware of. I don't know if you're mm -hmm. aware of them. I started doing yeah. my quote videos on TikTok, and they 
I, I, there was a song that was trending and I saw people doing a little bit of inspiration, but also like sad stuff. I was like, what if I take this, make a 10 seconds quick for the ADHD era we have in our generation today. They could get a glimpse of it. I could help people out and let's see if it does good. So the first one I did was at a lake on a dock and it was like, uh, it's the, um, something about the, the mountain and it's not about the climb. It's about the view or something. And, uh, it hit like 400,000 views in like three hours. And I was like, oh my God, I found a niche. I found it. <laughs> now it's time to bring it home. So I jumped to 600K in like three weeks. A month. Jeez. And I got permanently banned. They permanently took really? my account off TikTok. Yeah. They took my account off TikTok. I don't know if you know who he is. You know Hammy TV? He has a, a Latino wife. They do funny skits. I don't. I, don't I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he uh, he found me when I had like 30K and he has 13.7 million at the time. I'm like, why is this guy reaching out to me? He's like, bro, you're a very good guy. I just tell you, you have a great persona and I support you every step of the way. I was like, that's awesome. Thank you. So I I get permanently banned. Uh, <coughs> Hammy reaches out to me. I didn't even reach out to him. He goes, bro, what happened to your account? Why did they take you down? I said, bro, I had a lot of haters at the time. Because when people report your account so much, the algorithm senses there's some sort of thing going on. And I'll take down a video. Once you have so many videos that are taken down, they, sh they permanently ban you. Hmm. And the only way to get it back is to appeal it. What do you think you're I getting haters for? P people hate on stuff that's very bright and, uh, you know, very encouraging because mm -hmm. they're very sad with their lives. And I learned this a lot as I got bigger and bigger and bigger. So I got permanently banned. I told this guy, I said, no. He told me what happened. I told him. He said, no, listen, I'm going to reach out to my TikTok rep when I have your account back up. Submit an appeal. Submit an appeal. My account went back up. A week later, I got permanently banned again. This happened three times. Jeez. I got permanently banned four times. And it's like, Jesus was really testing me. I really felt it was a test. I didn't let it get the best of me. I understood that this is social media. This is what you sign up for. Hammy TV got my back four times. He got me out of the last permanent ban. After that, I hit a big plateau. I'm talking like a nine-month plateau. I was lost in my content. I started doing the quotes again. Over a two-month span, I jumped to one million. I got wow. a, uh, yeah, I uh, no one million. Yeah, I got a article in the New York Post. Started blowing up, and I steadily went up. Now, when I hit two million, I hit the home run, and I started doing the corner side videos. Mm -hmm. They blew up. They brought <laughs> me to like four point three million in the span oh. of like three months. Wow! And I was like, oh, I'm so blessed, bro. It was, it was amazing, amazing. That is but incredible. I'm blessed, man. And That's what was the, story. Yeah. the timeline of that when your first band happened? Was that 2020 when you started making those videos? 20 or, or... mid mid 2020, like okay. uh, March, right around my birthday. And how long I were started you started doing it? And how long were you working before that? Where it was just like something that you were doing, like you said, because you didn't enjoy it that much. And then TikTok came and then you found that passion. Oh, so how long I was in the pizzeria doing like doing that? I was there for two months. Okay. Two months I was in the pizzeria, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just start posting videos. And you felt like as soon as TikTok came and that following came, did you enjoy coming to get to create oh, content? Yeah, I enjoyed. I came to work very happy. It's a nice. It's awesome. It was like a 35 minute drive because it was in Philly, so I got to, I listened to all my 70s rock music. Felt great, and it was right around when it started getting nice out too. It started getting warmer out. Mm -hmm. So I really felt the dopamine rush to my head. Like, oh, now I have a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's unreal. Did you notice yeah. a lot of other, uh, like, customers were starting to come at some oh, yeah, point that it was really starting to pick up, like, business? Yeah. 
So, so the business at Philly, the customers coming from everywhere, they helped out a lot. But what keeps a business secure and strong is the local support. But those those fans that come, they help out a huge amount. They 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 keep like the spark going. It's usually the local customers that the repetitiveness of their orders. It's they're more accessible to the pizzeria. You make more business. You know what I mean. So the people coming when I when I first started realizing people coming in, I was like, wow, this is amazing. The, this one dude came in. So hey, I'm from Ohio. I saw your videos. I was like, you're from Ohio. <laughs> I said at first I was like, that is crazy. And then little by little, fans started coming in like crazy. The pizzeria did good, but then it slowly started to decline again. I went to the police department in Philly. I said, I need my carrier's permit because I'm carrying large large sums of money of, of cash each Friday to my car. And after 8 o'clock in this area, it got a little bit chippy. I didn't really trust it. So I mm-hmm. wanted to have security. Not that I was going to shoot anybody, but just to, you know, so I had a God forbid – a plan B to defend myself and they wouldn't grant me it. So I said, okay, the hell with this. I'm going back to my, the OG spot in New Jersey where my dad's been there for about 24 years. And I'm going to bring this to a place that's already established and already has a name, you know, cause everybody knew about the Corleone. Everybody knew about my, my dad is a legend in this area. Everybody knows what he created. I said, what if we combine the two? So it didn't work down in Philly. We sold the place. I came back to Jersey about a year and a half ago and took over it, man. Wow. Wow. How's that uh, that first feeling when you're walking down the street or someone walks into the shop and like, hey, I love you. I recognize you. Um, like, w- I know we went through that where we're at a hockey game and someone comes up to us. Hey, the hockey guys, we love you guys. And like, it's such a shock the first few times when someone says that to you. What was that feeling for you like the first few times? Oh, bro, it's amazing. It's it's honestly at the pizzeria, it's a beautiful thing because that's like my domain and they're coming to see me and I love it. It's even a, an, an awesome feeling too when you're down the shore with your girlfriend, you're walking on the boardwalk and you're taking like 35 pictures walking 100 yards. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it at first it was so – it was it was surreal. But then as it goes, like anything, you know, I'm still grateful and it's, I'm blessed, but that excitement, it's still there, but it's not like, oh my gosh, it's actually happening. It's like, I worked really hard. I made a name and people recognize me and it's awesome. You know? Yeah. With the social, the whole social media side of things, I wanted to, cause obviously it got the quote unquote pizza tasting king dave portnoy uh do you want to walk us through that crazy story of that what that day was like for you yeah so it was a tuesday it was a crummy ass day like i said i work in the morning so around 4 3 34 i go home my sister goes in there she takes over so i went home i remember i uh i was trying to get champ two on rocket league so like i played a little bit of rocket league i love rocket league <laughs> and then i was like you know i'm just tired my girl was working too. I think we were going to hang out after. So I was like, I'm going to just take a little nap. I already finished everything I have to do today. I made my content or whatever I have to do. So I took a nap and I got a call from my sister and I'm like half asleep. And I'm like, in my dream, I'm like, oh, and I, I put it on silent. <laughs> then my mom calls, my, my sister calls my dad. And when I hear Saul, I'm like, okay, I'm, gonna get on my dad's call. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? He's like, Dave Pornoy at the pizzeria. I'm like, is he really? I was like, let's go. We all jump in his truck rush over there 
I walk in. I'm like, Dave, what's up, man? We start talking. And uh, he had a tray. He tried the Corleone, the tomato pie, and the uh, regular. And uh, we reviewed the pizza outside. He rated the Corleone an 8-1. And then he there put a 7-9 on the tomato pie and the pizza. Now, I don't really watch Dave a lot, but I know that like anything above a 7.5 is great. Oh, yeah. He liked so I was it. Really, I was, yeah, I was blessed. He, he loved it. So... We had the encounter. It was a, I don't know if you, you definitely watched it, obviously. It, it's a really, really good review. I one of my favorite. Not just because I'm in it. I think it's a lot of sentimental value in it. Uh, so we, we did the review, cut the cameras, and I was talking to him. He's a really, really personable guy. We were talking for like 35 minutes, and he was saying to me, you're doing a great thing for your, for your family business. You know, a lot of people have pizzerias in New Jersey, but you've taken it to the next level, and you should be really proud of yourself. And I had a lot of thoughts about Dave before he came. I thought, you know, this guy's definitely a prick, you know, but <laughs> turns out he was actually a really personable guy. And, uh, I appreciate him giving, giving me his time to talk to me and it went really well. That is one of the best stories ever that you were asleep and had to rush to the shop because yeah. of this experience that was yeah. going to happen. He made that loud and clear in our review. The kid was sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely felt like it was like a long time coming for uh, fans of you as well. Like they they really wanted to get them there, so that's really great that it all worked like out. When I, exactly when I first started TikTok, not when I first started, but deep into it, I was like, okay, Dave Portnoy is known for like reviewing pizza, so let me try and just make content calling Dave out. And I was for a good amount of time, but then I stopped. And it wasn't until a year and a half, two years after I stopped making content about him, he showed up. So the fans came in clutch. They just started hackling him and reaching out to him so it worked out that's wild how oh how have you uh handled all the organization and everything i know that you have rob um to kind of help you out but what is his role in helping you um what's it like because it's not a technical like agency correct it's just kind of you and rob that no, handle the, everything so robbie yeah robbie's been my best friend since kindergarten okay and he's one of the the greatest kids I'll ever meet. And I'm thankful enough to have him as my best friend. So I've been down the road of going to agencies, but what I learned with agencies, nothing against big Asian town agencies out there, but what I learned is there's too much supply and there's no demand. You know, I've been in situations where there's been a, one of my agents that have 50 other people under just that guy. So I'm thinking to myself, what, am, what did I sign up? What am I doing if, if I'm not the main priority? Because for me, my brand is everything. And if, if an agency is not going to reciprocate my hard work into my content and understand what I want out of it, what, what am I doing? I, um, I learned the hard way. But can you guys hear that lawnmower? It's pretty loud. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. No, it's light. But um, I learned the hard way. And Robbie has a background. He wanted to do this. He went to he went to Clemson. So you know, I don't. I'm not sure specifically what his major is, but his ultimate goal, I think, was to be like a, you know a very uh, prolific agent. You know, be like one of those you know cool agents that you know. And I was like, bro, why don't we do the best we can, take each other to the top? I I, I learned in this that you want somebody you could fully trust and wants the best for you and gives their time to you in this industry. Ever since I've been with Robbie and I left this agency, we've been getting deals left and right. I think to myself, why? I'm sure God wanted me to test it out to just see. And it was, you know, lesson. 
But bro, I, me and him are thriving right now. We just had a uh, a call with the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. And uh, they want us to do this like uh, this schedule thing for him. It's really, really, really fun. So I'm blessed. Dude. Robbie's been killing it, and we're only going to get better as time wow. goes on. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you guys. And super cool yeah. that you're friends since kindergarten. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. No, Robbie's a great dude. That makes man. it really special too. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. that's important. Having that person that's on your team, friends, family, that you know that it's just you two together in it. Like when did he come on to your team or how long has he been with you? Um. So actually, funny you said that the first agency I was with, Robbie was actually part of it, but it was just a startup agency and I had 300K at the time. So I wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't work out too well. Um, then I like he's always been in the mix, but uh, then I joined this other agency. Didn't work out well at all. Left quick. And uh, Robbie, I gave him full just like creativeness. I said, reach out to whatever brands you want to reach out to. Reach out to whatever this you want to reach out to. It's all you know. It's in your hands. And uh, you know, he's been in probably the mix about two and a half, three months now, like solely my okay. agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was that like for you, cause you clearly started it for business for the pizza shop. Now it's kind of turned into business for yourself personally too. Exactly. That's like a kind of a turning point of when did you feel like that happened uh, in this uh-huh. journey? Was it like when you hit a million followers, you're like, all right, now let's start seeing what I can do with brand deals and stuff like that. Or was it, uh, I don't know, I feel like it takes a big step to switch that mindset. 100%. Um, So up until I had like a million, like you said, I was always devoted to the pizzeria, just getting people that, you know, know how good the Corleone is and what my dad created, how great it is. I didn't really start coming outside of the pizzeria until about like Halloween last year. I started like, you know, being like, okay, I have this following. What goes with my brand or what goes with my image that I can maybe get a deal off of? It wasn't really my first priority. But um, yeah, I started um, having these ideas like around Halloween time. And I remember telling Robbie about it before he was like my legit agent. I was like, yeah, I'm like going to try to, you know, because my it was always the pizzeria and acting. Mm-hmm. Those are like, but the pizzeria is always number one. And then, like, I'm, I'm trying right now. I'm waiting on the manufacturer. We're trying to release the Corleone Frozen across the country. So that was, like, my big plan for a long time. But with things like this, and a lot of people, they get impatient. But they have to understand that this is a big operation, and I'm doing everything I can in my power. But things slowly come into place, especially when you're talking about a food product being shipped across the U.S., I might have got excited and gave dates that, you know, it didn't release, and I apologize for it, but, like, they didn't release not because of me. It's because all the components of a business and a, a product have to come together and really be good. Um, so yeah, that's when I really, you know, started mm-hmm. branching out of the pizzeria. Parents completely still supportive of that. They're oh, like yeah. seeing that direction that you might have to like move like to different steps of the way. And yeah, yeah I guess yeah. for you, it's like, do you think that, being in the shop has to be part of your brand now moving forward too. Or do you think that like, that's where you started? You obviously make a lot of content there. Do you feel like you have to be there now? Uh, in a, in a sense? Yes. 
Um, do I have to be there in, in terms of of work and like getting the job done? Of course, we have a very good staff over there. Mm-hmm. But I have to be there for my brand. Uh, I am Sally Slices of, after all. And um, being at the pizzeria, being that element, it's soothing to my followers. They like because that's it's always gonna be a part of me. Mm-hmm. No matter if I win an Oscar, I go to I go to in this movie, that movie, I do this, I sell this, I made this, it doesn't matter. The pizzeria is without the pizzeria, I wouldn't even be me. You know? Mm-hmm. So the pizzeria is always a big aspect of my life. Yeah. I think that yeah, and I like you said, I think that helps that you have something um like that to your brand that you um almost like have to continue to do. But again, like you said, that's where you get to meet people. That's where you get to have the connection, uh, make people's day. And as long as it's fun for you still to like come back to, to do that every day, then that's super exactly. important for, for it, for sure. Yeah. yeah I know we have a lot of pizza lovers listening. So do you want to tell them about the story with the Corleone and kind of uh, yeah, describe it? Story. Great story. So my father was seven years old in Carini, Sicily cutting hair in the piazza. The piazza is like the town square. It's beautiful. Cobblestone, they have a fountain, and there's little shops on the side. And my dad used to cut hair. And every Sunday, this old man from Corleone, the town over from Carini, will come to the town with a wheelbarrow and a horse. And he'd have the pizza cooked in the back. True story. And my dad lived for these Sundays. My dad grew up in a lot of poverty. He was very, very poor. But he saved up just enough of... Coins, I got a slice of pizza at the, you know, every Sunday. So every single time the old man would come around on Sunday, he'd become best friends with him. He, the old man started giving him pizza for free and they formed a really good, really good friendship. He came, that was when he was seven. He came to America when he was 16. He started opening pizzerias. His first big pizzeria was in Bordentown. It's a couple towns over from Hamilton They're called Marcello's. And he, blew that area out. People loved it. They did great. They were there for about 15, 20 years. And they they made a really good name for themselves. The time came when my dad sold it and came to the shop that I'm at, Hamilton. This was about 22, 23 years ago. And um, between that, my dad's opened pizzerias here and there, but just they never stuck like Marcello's in Bordentown and Marcello's in Hamilton. So about 10 to 12 years ago, I was like 13 or 14 my dad and me my dad and my mom went back to sicily to visit my nona and my zia because i have a lot of family still in sicily Mm -hmm. and uh, my dad's actually there right now i'm jealous but he's (laughs) over there right now and uh we went back there and we were there for like a week or two and my dad wanted to find this old man let's see if he's still alive so we went there and he was asking around he knew his name and his kids said that he was still alive and my dad met him wow. and it was, it was crazy. He had to be like 95 dude, like old, <laughs> old dude. And he recognized my dad. He's a Marcellino, my good fight. Like knew him right away. And he told my dad, it's like, this is why everything was meant to be. He just wanted to find the old man. But the old man said to him, I want you to take the recipe to America, but I only want you to start selling it till after I pass. And my dad was blessed. We met the mayor of Corleone. They patented Hmm. the pizza all with this old man's permission. And we came back to the States and I'm, you know, 
as, as life comes, the old man passed about four months after we got back. And uh, my dad had the green light to start selling it. And we experimented a hundred times. We could never get it exactly like this guy had it because he, he just was a legend. But we got it. Like, picture the best pizza in the world being here. Mm-hmm. The old man had the Corleone right here. We got it about right here, okay. which is still insane. With all these pizzas, the best pizza in America that Dave's reviewed, it's about right here. The Corleone, the guy made, it's right there. Ours is right here. So my dad replicated it to the fact where it was his pizza. And uh, we knew we had something special. Well, we started selling about 10 years ago. And my dad was way before Sally Slices. And my dad started becoming the talk of the town because people loved the pizza. And he really pushed it and pushed it. He was honestly treating the pizza like I do on social media, but he was doing it in real life. Like he, every single customer that came in, he was putting it like, this is a, you have to try pizza. And people fell in love with it. Um, and before you knew it, he was in a, he was in a Trentonian. He got himself in, he got himself in some local articles and um, you know, as fate had it, it kept growing and growing. We actually, when we first started selling the Port Leon, we only sold it from Thursday to Saturday or to Sunday because of, it, it took so it was very very unique to produce so it, you know it took a lot of time to produce you have to let the dough rise you have to prep it put it in a warmer cook it let it get cool it took a lot of time wow. and we didn't really have all the equipment at the time because you need these trays to let the to pat the dough out put some tomato sauce on it roll it up dip it it's a little bit of tomato sauce and water this makes it nice and moist when you put it in a humidifier it rises up slowly, leave it in there for about two hours. They have to take it out and let it cool on a rack. And then you use it a couple of days after. So we had the Corleone on short demand. But when it started selling out every single week, and we probably made like 150 to 200 between Thursday and Sunday, and they sold out by Friday night. So my dad was like, all right, we need to uh, either come here at night when we're closed and prep the Corleone, <laughs> or we just have to start producing it more. And that's what we did. That wow. is insane. Yeah, I, yeah. We need to try this mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. And I, I mean, need... listen, you guys are in New York. If you if you have time tomorrow before you go back, come by and, you know, pies on me, man. I want you guys to enjoy it and uh, I think you guys really like it. Are you around all weekend? Around all weekend. Nice. We have a pretty free Friday, so. You come by Friday. Friday's busy, but if you come around 1, one to like 4, it's, it's, you know, slow time. I'm making you guys put it in a box and bringing it back to me then. I, I got to leave. I won't be there with them Friday, but uh-huh. you're making Well, listen, me when I start need... shipping it too, it's not yeah. going to be the exact same, but you know, you guys could try it out. Yeah, I, get, I bet that's the hard part too. Imagine trying to ship that around and feeling like you got that perfect product and then you try to produce it more yes. and more. And how do you what keep I, that the want, same? What I want my fans to understand is that it is the Corleone, but... It's the frozen version. Mm-hmm. It's still excellent if you heat it up, right? You put it in the oven for at 375 for 15 minutes, it comes out amazing. But it's like going to see the Rolling Stones in person or going to see like a a really, really good cover band of the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. They're both great. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you're go- if you come to the pizzeria, not only are you gonna see me, you're gonna get it, you're gonna have me hand it to you fresh out of the oven. The the frozen Corleone, it's that same thing, but it's not the the uh the interaction it's not the the vibe the environment you know do you get uh do you get to put your face on the box or anything yes yeah, so uh <laughs> once they give me the green light that 
you know, everything's good at its sign of contract. Before we do that, I'm going to get the box all figured out. We might start shipping it without any design just to get it out because yeah. I want people to taste it. But uh, eventually we're going to do a sick design on the box. That's going to be so cool. But I want them to open it and on the box in the middle and in the, in the inside it says you want a corner or side. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> Classic. But oh, uh, that's down the road. I'm still waiting to hear back from my buddy. So once once we get the green light. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, I was going to ask you actually about some of your um, common TikTok videos. First of all, like the quotes, are you coming up with those quotes yourself or those are so, like good. good? Those are good, good quotes. quotes. Yeah. So um, I don't take credit for all of them. Like at the end of the day, what I want to do is just send a message. Yeah. But when I started doing it, my mom is like a, a, like a witty like lady. She knows like all these like, cool sayings and stuff. So I was like, mom, I'm try- like, I, when I started doing the quotes, I'm, like, I'm starting to do these quotes. Um, I want them to be as authentic as possible. You know, regardless, I'm just trying to get the message out. But she helped me with a lot of my quotes. Like, I don't even know that um, people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. I got comments on that. That's Jay-Z's lyrics. I didn't even know that was Jay-Z's lyrics. My mom literally just told me them. Yeah. I was like, my mom sure as hell doesn't listen to Jay-Z. So, like, <laughs> that was straight, like, from me. I didn't even know it was in one of his songs. But that was just an example. Like, most of my quote videos – my mom is helped me out a lot with them. Granted, some of them, if I'm really busy with content throughout the day, I'll go on Pinterest. I'll find a really good content that I think resonates with my following and people that are going through, you know, sometimes or relationships, and I'll put them out there. Because to me, the message is everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the some people are so poor, all they have is money. I love that one. That's a great one, dude. I, I went on Pinterest for that one. <laughs> Pinterest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pinterest is awesome. But uh, that's a great, great quote. And then another thing that uh, I love to see is when someone comes in, they tell you where they're from, and then you just, wherever they're from, they're just down the street. Right down the street. <laughs> right yeah. down the street. Yeah. What uh, is the farthest? This one dude came in. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand. Holy oh. smokes. Yeah, New Zealand. This one dude came in from Australia. He's like, what's up, mate? I was like, <laughs> dude, what? He's like, oh, I'm from Australia. Yeah, I'm going back today. I had to come here to try your pizza. I was like, that's sick, dude. Took a picture of him. I put a corner side video up with the kid. Uh, I posted it again recently. But Australia and New Zealand are the furthest that people came. People came from all over the U.S. Any state you think of, they've been at the pizzeria. That's oh. awesome. So yeah. you said you're um, working on a short film or it's coming out in May. Yeah. Let's May get 20th. into that a little bit. What's that all so, going to be about? And what was your role? Did you produce it and do everything for it? So I did not produce it. I have a, an amazing uh, cinematography team, Syndicate Productions. They are up and coming. Uh, they, they run a film school for uh, kids, adults. And Vinny and Jesse, the, the, the owners, I became very, very close with. And uh, they saw my acting skits before I did anything with them because I also had – Another guy who I first started shooting with, Will, excellent, excellent uh, filmmaker. He actually is with the NJ Filmmakers Corporation now. But they saw stuff I did with him, and they're like, Sal, come by, and um, you know, I, we want to meet you and stuff. And I didn't see their email first. My old, old agency put the, that email to spam. I was like, so a year went by, and he reached out to me again when I was alone, and I was like, oh, this sounds sick. I was like, where are you at? He's like, oh, Monroe. Literally, right down the street. Like, <laughs> it's not far. I was like, bro, this dude owns a film school right down the street. So I went to go check it out. And uh, we just clicked. We started making stuff. I, I have them all, the stuff that we made pinned on my Instagram and my um, 
TikTok. But um, essentially, the short film, um, I don't want to give it away, but it's a lot of suspense. And it's kind of, not mob, but it's it's kind of suspenseful in the fact that you could see it as a mob film. But it's not primarily a mob film. Okay, can you give there's us the... A, there's a, can you give us the title at least? The Egg. It's called The Egg. The Egg. So there's, I'll tell you what the, why it's called The Egg. There's an old saying in Sicily. When a old Sicilian farmers used to use it. It's when you had a, a farm dog or a cow or a horse that's, that's going through agony. They're very sick. They have no possible way of making that alive. So what farmers would used to do is they used to fry an egg and give it to the animal. So it would be so in a euphoria of eating this egg, just giving them a random egg because, you know, all animals love eggs. And when they're in the, all into the egg, you put them out of their misery. Just get it done and shoot wow. them in the back mm -hmm. of the head. Oh, okay. So that's why it's called the egg. But I don't want to give it away. You know? yeah, yeah, we'll watch it. Where can we watch it? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be streaming online. There's tickets right now out. A lot of people can't come, so it's streaming online. Awesome. Egg. Yeah. I want to watch that. I want to see your yeah. acting debut. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, you know, as anybody would be very like, you know, self-conscious about being on film, being on camera. But the more and more I watch it, the more and more I feel like I really played the character good. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think we all did great. And, you know, it was just a pleasure working with them. A great group of people. That's super exciting. Was it hard to memorize lines? I would be yeah, terrible so, at that. Yeah. So when we shot... I knew the basis of what the lines were, but I learned that I act the best when I know what the line is, but I say it in my character's voice. I don't really portray it as reading it line for line. Mm -hmm. um, I try and put more authenticity into it with the line, and yeah. it makes it three times easier memorizing lines because all you have to do is memorize the basis of what the line's about. And then you say, and we cut scenes too. So like, if I forgot a line, I'll just say line and it would refresh my memory. And, and then it did the thing out three, two, one action. And then you, you know, you shoot it. So it was fairly easier than I, you know, anticipated it to be. That's awesome. That's yeah. super cool. I'm really excited for you and we'll definitely be watching it together. And yeah, uh, man, I appreciate I'm that. I'm sure thing. something that too, when you started that, it's like, did you ever think that you were going to be getting your own short film? in a few years after just posting that one video on TikTok. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I knew I was. I, I had, I've had a vision that yeah. I was going to be really prolific in film. And I think that this is going to be the start of uh, my cinema road. I think this is when people are going to really see, like, okay, Sally Slices is still, still Sally Slices, but mm -hmm. he could really act mm -hmm. and he's a good presence on the camera. And I think that I always believed in myself to where I knew what I had and that uh, we're executing it. And uh, it's only up from here, you know, mm -hmm. that's so awesome. So are you a pretty big sports fan then obviously there's a million teams I out am. there in the East. Who do you hey. cheer for in all the main four? Well, my, my guy's not, he retired. I'm a huge, been a huge Tom Brady fan my entire life. Okay. At a young age, uh, I had really, really bad ADHD. I didn't really, you know, I had friends, but like, I was so crazy. I wouldn't get invited to anything. And I was, I always went through a lot of shit as a kid and, uh, watching Tom, the leader he was and the competitor he was, 
it gave me a sense of, of comfort, like, because I really, really looked up to him. And, uh, ever since I was eight years old, it actually started my, one of my dad's delivery drivers in 2003 gave me mad in 2002 with Dante Culpepper on the front. <laughs> he gave me it, um, for PlayStation two. And I was like, Oh, that's sick. Let me play this new game. So I put it in. And at the time, Tom Brady had like two Super Bowl wins. He was like a legend. So they put the Patriots at number one. I was like, I'm going to be the Patriots and play with them, whatever. And I guess that had a big factor into why I loved the Patriots so much. Not that I'm a front runner, but at the time as a kid, he'd find the best team in the game and he'd start demolishing everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love the Patriots. And I started watching football. And I was like, at first, I was like, oh, I thought it was just a video game. This guy's a dude in real life. I was like, that's sick. So I started watching the NFL and I fell in love with the Patriots. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's pretty hard to hate Tom. It, it <laughs> is a lot of people, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't like Tom because they think that he's, you know, a, a cry baby stuck up this, that he's a cheater. And then mm-hmm. they love to bring that into the mix. But like, bro, the proof is in the pudding. A lot of it, what comes off as being a cry baby or being, it's the passion, mm-hmm. you know, like, a guy like Tom is like he can't control himself on a sideline when the offensive coordinator is being a jerk off or his receivers are running shitty routes. You know, it's, he wants to win. It's very hard to hate the guy. Yeah, a I lot mean, of people do. There's a reason he's got six rings. Exactly. There's a reason. But then what about hockey? You're a Rangers fan, correct? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm never really dove into hockey, but mm-hmm. I went to my first Rangers game. I think I mentioned it to your buddy and him. Um, I went to my first Rangers game two months ago or a month ago and it was right behind the goal it was one of the best sporting experiences i've ever had i'm gonna be honest i don't even watch hockey but it was fun and uh they went into a shootout with the wild and they won so i was like what a what a first game to go to you know i'm a wild fan so boo (laughs) no you are okay just kidding (laughs) no that's great that's the coolest thing that's the only game you've ever been to only game, yeah. But like wow. we used to play NHL as kids all the time. Like there was that big break it had, like mm-hmm. 2013 to like 16. Yeah. And like when I used to go to my buddies during the summer, we'd just go in the basement after we in the pool and just ripped it. It's a great video game, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's fun. It's well, fun. you know, we are going to the game tomorrow, and we have a little surprise. We wanted to do this on the pod and just got official word, but uh, we got a ticket for you and a plus one for the Rangers game tomorrow night. Really? Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> oh my, you guys are too generous, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Of course. It. Yeah, no when problem. You guys told me, when you guys told me we couldn't get you a ticket, I was like, these mothers. <laughs> but, bro, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. We kept asking. We figured it out. And yeah, obviously, we'll send you the details and everything. But I literally just got the text while we were wow. recording this that everything was good wow. to go. So it was perfect That's gonna be timing. awesome, man. That's yeah, be dude, so if you want to bring a uh, if you want to bring a camera, we'd shoot some content, have fun. Yeah. Around, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're uh yeah, we're bringing the YouTube camera in the rink and we're filming the whole thing. So well, yeah, now nice. maybe Lawson, well maybe you can try the yeah, pizza. Yeah, maybe now. I He'll... can try the pizza. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. honestly, put a slice yeah, in your pocket. I could, I could put a slice in my pocket, but I, it will not be as good as if you get it fresh. I can see what I could do. I'll see what I could do. Yeah, so That's I guess awesome, I mean guys. I appreciate it. Of course, yeah, so that's really funny. We're talking to you this morning here, and we're going to see you tomorrow night. Yeah, let's That's meet so up cool. and get some beers before, too. Sounds we'll, we'll pretty good. In touch. We'll do something. Yeah, yeah 100%. Let's, let's do it. We let's get go in. Rangers. What time do we get in? Yes, sir. We get in at like 1030 tomorrow morning, so we'll be yeah. around. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, you guys let me know what the deal is, and uh, I'll be I'll be, be over there. Heck yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. Hell yeah, it's gonna be a yeah. blast. Mm. Yeah, man. Great. What else? We got anything else? I was just, um, oh yeah, oh, go good. No, no, you go. I was just gonna say, do you want to tell people the name of your pizza shop mm. and official location as well? Of course. Yeah. So the pizzeria is called Marcello's Pizza Grill, and we are located at 45 George Die Road, Die D Y E Road, in Hamilton, New Jersey. There we go. That's the spot. That's the spot. Get the Corleone fans. <laughs> I, I, it's crazy. You got a lot. You got a lot of people that uh, like me on your channel, huh? I think so. Yeah. Man. No, definitely. That's You're awesome. well known. You were requested when we usually ask for who we want to reach out to, and there's a lot of people oh, that's that awesome, requested. Man. I appreciate you, so. your uh, fan base giving me the uh, the chance to talk to you, gentlemen. I think man. they're really gonna enjoy this episode. Yeah. And Especially tomorrow once we get together in person. Oh yeah. yeah. Once and we cut collab. all this stuff up, we could definitely post some clips on a. Uh, you know, on my platform, tag you guys. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Sally Slices, you're the man. Really appreciate you. Um, really looking forward to meeting you in person. And yeah, thanks for taking the time this morning. Guys, thank you so much. You're going to, I'm going to, once we get this content done, I'm going to try and get you guys as much traction as I can. You're a group of good dudes. May God be with you. And let's have a good game tomorrow night, man. Yeah. Have a good game, yeah, thank buddy. you. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. Thank I'll you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, Mr. Sally Slices, that guy is the man. Yeah, that, I loved it. That was awesome. He has so many cool stories. Like, I don't want to say the stereotypical Italian family, but those stories about the pizza and his father um, when he was seven, walking around and getting those saving up coins just to get a slice of the Corleone special. And cool. they brought it here. I actually would, yeah, I'd love to see a movie made out of his life in yeah. that scenario. It sounded like a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you bring it over to the U.S. to sell. and Well, I you- bet you he's told that story like a hundred times and he still like had so much like passion and like he was smiling while telling people about it. So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. too. Uh, we need to get to uh, that house for a nice family dinner. Oh. Yeah, that would be so good. My goodness, that'd be good. Yeah, he's a great storyteller. I think he's really, yeah, he's got that dialed down where, Everything that he was saying was just really fun to listen to. Um, I thought he was uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's super cool that he's going down different avenues too. Like, uh, is starting his acting career. I think he could be a really, really good actor. Um, it's neat that he found a producer and a team to make this short film, The Egg, mm-hmm. May twentieth. Gonna have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I thought it was crazy that his TikTok journey was wild. Actually, that. He got banned four times, but even the plateaus that he had was cool to listen to because it's like he has four million now. He's talked about how he plateaued for nine months and he's still like successful. And it's not like that. It was done after that. There's always like a a upside to it that you just have to get through when he found out a different style of content. And that's just what pushed him through. It's just like you go through those humps. Sometimes they last two months. Sometimes they last nine months, but like, you can still get through them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, he's got something really special going in the fact that he is working with his kindergarten best friend, Robbie, and he's still so passionate about the family business that mm-hmm. it's just always going to be a part of him, like he said, no matter where he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be crazy if he got the famous Corleone frozen pizza. That'd be wild. That'd be the only frozen pizza I'd buy. Well, I I remember like when Dave Portnoy started his frozen pizza one bite, like 
it was just going crazy on social media. So just for him to already have that social media and pizza presence that he would just be able to sell that thing anywhere. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. looking forward to see when that comes out for sure. Yeah. We'll be eating a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Do you like think our pizza? Um, I was wondering too, if even he'd open up his another store and call it Sally slices mm. somewhere in New York or yeah. something. That'd Times be cool. Square, right take Times over square. the Sabaros that yeah. are shut down. <laughs> Cause I don't know that area well, but I was thinking about how, uh, how popular I'm sure it's very populated, but the difference of having it there versus in Manhattan. Cause even we were talking about how it would take what an hour to get there or, or maybe an, like of that, an Uber. Yeah. So I wonder if that helps to be a lot closer there. If you'd open up Sally slices. I don't know. We could help him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he even needs our help. No, he doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our help at all, but that would be an absolute blast. Um, but yeah. Any last remarks, anything that it, really caught your mind? Uh, well, kind of. Yeah. Like when you guys said, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. It just like clicked back into my head that we are literally leaving tomorrow morning. We will be in New York in 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, that was crazy when, when you guys said that. So that'll be a good day for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of content that's not even planned with that guy. He's going to be mm -hmm. buzzing around. So tomorrow will be a great day, and I'm sure we can't wait to tell you guys all about it. I think we get him in a get him in a TikTok dance or something. Mm -hmm. I'd love right, to do right a review with him. Yeah. My, you and him my, in the back. Dancing. In the back row. But, yeah, definitely going to try and do a pizza review with him. 100%. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Sally Slices. Um I say we're fans, yeah, big, yeah. big, big fans. big fans, and fortunate enough to we're we'll able to meet him tomorrow. Yeah, um, thanks for your suggestions. Keep uh, firing them away. Yeah, he uh, really took it to heart and was very passionate that you guys supported him and appreciated him and requested that he come on this. So, thank you so much for everything and for listening. As always, please leave feedback, a comment, and a little little task for you is if you like this please share it with a friend anyone at all we uh want to grow this and make this amazing every single week for all of you so thank you again be sure to check out the fan club on tiktok instagram and youtube like comment subscribe i already said all that yep, but, it's uh, perfect yeah thank you so much thank you Cuddy, sign us out